Hello, hello. My name is Gina, and this is Walk to the Library. And for today's episode, I'm going to be reading. Yay! I had the idea to do like reading as an episode or episodes. Um, it was like one of the it was like one of the first ideas I had when I was brainstorming um, things I could do for this podcast, and I'm actually like kind of excited for it. Today I'm gonna be reading a part, like a section from a poetry book called Milk and Honey by Rupi Carr. And if you aren't familiar with this uh, poetry book, it's split up into four sections. The hurting, the loving, the breaking, and the healing. And in this episode, I'm going to be reading the section, The Loving. Because um, when I first read this book in like seventh grade, um, all the poetry in that section really resonated with me. Because I'm a very like love-centered person. And the idea of love is just I don't know it's just a thing for me but um yeah so that's what I'm gonna be reading for this episode and if I happen to enjoy it or if anybody who happens to listen to this podcast enjoys it then maybe I'll do another episode um I was thinking if I did do this again uh, I have a book by BJ Novak called um One More Thing it's a book of short stories So maybe I could do like an episode where I read a short story out of there and maybe I could do an episode where I grab a book and then get a random number generator, get a random number generator (laughs) and um, generate a random page number and then I read that. So I don't know, just kind of ideas, I guess. Um, And maybe for those who say my voice is relaxing aka Jalen. Shout out to Jalen if you're listening. Hi. (laughs) Um, Then maybe you might like me reading. So (laughs) without further ado, I will get started. All right. So the section, The Loving, starts on page 43 and ends on page 77. If you would like to read along with me, I guess, if you happen to have a copy of the book. Um... Anyways, I I will actually get started now. The Loving. When my mother was pregnant with her second child, I was four. I pointed at her swollen belly, confused at how my mother had gotten so big in such little time. I thought my father scooped me in his tree trunk arms and said, The closest thing to God on this earth is a woman's body. It's where life comes from. And to have a grown man tell me something so powerful at such a young age changed me to see the entire universe rested at my mother's feet. I struggle so deeply to understand how someone can pour their entire soul, blood, and energy into someone without wanting anything in return. I will have to wait till I'm a mother. No, it won't be love at first sight when we meet. It'll be love at first remembrance, because I've seen you in my mother's eyes when she tells me to marry the type of man I'd want to raise my son to be like. Every revolution starts and ends with his lips. 
"'What am I to you?' he asks. I put my hands in his lap and whisper, "'You are every hope I've ever had in human form.'" My favorite thing about you is your smell. You smell like earth, herbs, gardens, a little more human than the rest of us. I know I should crumble for better reasons, but have you seen that boy? He brings the sun to its knees every night. You are the faint line between faith and blindly waiting. Letter to my future lover. Nothing is safer than the sound of you reading out loud to me. The perfect date. He placed his hands on my mind before reaching for my waist, my hips, or my lips. He didn't call me beautiful first. He called me exquisite. How he touches me. I'm learning how to love him by loving myself. He says, I am sorry, I am not an easy person to want. I look at him surprised. Who said I want it easy? I don't crave easy. I crave goddamn difficult. The very thought of you has my legs spread apart, like an easel with a canvas, begging for art. I am ready for you. I have always been ready for you. The first time. I do not want to have you to fill the empty parts of me. I want to be full on my own. I want to be so complete I could light a whole city. And then I want to have you, because the two of us combined would set it on fire. Love will come. And when love comes, love will hold you. Love will call your name and you will melt. Sometimes, though, love will hurt you. But love will never mean to. Love will play no games, because love knows life has been hard enough already. I'd be lying if I said you make me speechless. The truth is you make my tongue so weak it forgets what language to speak in. He asked me what I do. I tell him I work for a small company that makes packaging for... He stops me mid-sentence. No, not what you do to pay the bills. What drives you crazy? What keeps you up at night? I tell him I write. He asked me to show him something. I take the tips of my fingers, place them inside his forearm, and graze them down his wrist. Goosebumps rise to the surface. I see his mouth clench, muscles tighten. His eyes pour into mine, as though I'm the reason for making them blink. I break gaze just as he inches toward me. I step back. So that's what you do. You command attention. My cheeks flush as I smile shyly, confessing. I can't help it. You might not have been my first love, but you were the love that made all other loves irrelevant. You've touched me without even touching me. How do you turn a forest fire like me so soft I turn into running water? You look like you smell of honey and no pain. Let me have a taste of that. Your name is the strongest positive and negative connotation in any language. It either lights me up or leaves me aching for days. You talk too much.
he whispers into my ear. I can think of better ways to use that mouth. It's your voice that undresses me. My name sounds so good, French kissing your tongue. You wrap your fingers around my hair and pull. This is how you make music out of me. Foreplay. On days like this, I need you to run your fingers through my hair and speak softly. You. I want your hands to hold, not my hands. Your lips to kiss, not my lips, but other places. I need someone who knows struggle as well as I do. Someone willing to hold my feet in their lap on days it's too difficult to stand. The type of person who gives exactly what I need before I even know I need it. The type of lover who hears me even when I do not speak is the type of understanding I demand. The type of lover I need. You move my hand between my legs and whisper, make those pretty little fingers dance for me. Solo performance. We've been arguing more than we ought to about things neither of us remember or care about because that's how we avoid the bigger questions. Instead of asking why we don't say I love you to one another as often as we used to, we fight about things like who was supposed to get up and turn the lights off first, or who was supposed to pop the frozen pizza in the oven after work, taking hits at the most vulnerable parts of one another. We're like fingers on thorns, honey. We know exactly where it hurts. And everything is on the table tonight. Like that one time you whispered a name I'm pretty sure wasn't mine in your sleep. Or last week when you said you were working late, so I called work but they said you'd already left a couple hours ago. Where were you for those couple hours? I know, I know, your excuses make all the sense in the world. And I get a little carried away for no good reason and eventually begin crying. Well, what else do you expect, baby? I love you so much. I'm sorry I thought you were lying. That's when you hold your head with your hands in frustration, half begging me to stop, half tired and sick of it. The toxin in our mouths has burnt holes in our cheeks. We look less alive than we used to, less color in our faces. But don't kid yourself. No matter how bad it gets, we both know you still want to nail me to the ground. Especially when I'm screaming so loud our fighting wakes the neighbors, and they come running to the door to save us. Baby, don't open it. Instead, lie me down. Lay me open like a map, and with your finger trace the places you still want to blank out of me. Kiss me like I am the center point of gravity and you are falling into me like my soul is the focal point of yours. And when your mouth is kissing not my mouth but other places, my legs will split apart out of habit. And that's when I pull you in, welcome you home. When the entire street is looking out their windows, wondering what all the commotion is, and the fire trucks come rolling in to save us, but they can't distinguish whether these flames began with our anger or our passion. I will smile. I throw my head back, arch my body like a mountain you want to split in half. Baby, lick me. Like your mouth has the gift of reading, and I'm your favorite book. Find your favorite page in the soft spot between my legs and read it carefully, fluently, vividly. Don't you dare leave a single word untouched. 
and I swear my ending will be so good. The last few words will come, running to your mouth, and when you're done, take a seat, because it's my turn to make music with my knees pressed to the ground. Sweet baby, this is how we pull language out of one another with the flick of our tongues. This is how we have a conversation. This is how we make up. Woo! <laughs> and that's the end of um, that section of Milk and Honey. I really enjoyed that. Um, actually, like I have a super vivid memory of reading that last one, that last really long one. Um, I remember uh, for some reason... Oh, no, I remember. I was in seventh grade math, and I was reading this book, and for some reason I got myself sent out of the classroom by the sub, and there was a desk out there. So I took my book with me, and um, I sat at the desk, and I just kept reading this book, and I remember sitting at that desk and reading that last part, that last poem of that section, and just being like, whoa. Like, you know? I was just like, oh my... Like, I, I just... I, reading it for the first time left me speechless. I just... I couldn't grasp how... I, I, I still can't put into words how I feel about it. But um, I just remember stopping and not wanting to read any more of it. Because I didn't want to get caught up in the middle of a section... Or in, yeah, in the middle of a section and uh, have to go back in and, <laughs> like, forget about it. So I remember, like, leaving myself in suspense for the next part. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways. That's the end of this episode. Um, <laughs> I know it's not that long, but um, I think I might... Uh, go and start recording another one because it's only like 10:43 at night so i could definitely for sure record another episode but i think i'm just gonna keep this one as its own episode because maybe i'll read something like a different thing um in the next one i record so they should both come out at the same time so you could listen to them back to back but anyway that was me reading a section from ruby Carr's milk and honey and i hope you enjoyed it uh, if you want to hear me read anything or talk about anything in specific, any, like, certain requests, um, email, uh, you know, finstermcnugget at gmail.com in the description of the podcast. And don't be shy. <laughs> Tell me what you want to hear. <laughs> I'm not saying you have to. I would never, ever say you have to do anything because it's not my place. But I'm just saying, if you want to hear me talk about, I don't know, Soviet Russia. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Anyways, so, I hope you have a good morning, a good afternoon, a good night. Just, you know, be good. Anyways, um, I'll see you in the next one. Bye-bye!